0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center.
1: So I'm going to ask you real quickly to stand to your feet and we're just going to read one verse of scripture, and we're going to read it together. And it's Romans: 28, eight and 28. Romans 8:28. And it reads as follows. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that you speak out of your mouth. We thank you, Lord, and we pray that your word, God, will be embedded as a seed into our hearts, oh God. Father, we didn't just come in here to be challenged today. We came in to be changed. And so, Lord, we are dependent upon you today. Lord, let your word come forth anointed today. Lord, let every ear be open to hear your word today and every heart ready to receive. And, God, we thank you, God, for the fruit of your word in our lives today. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. The Synergy Solution. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. If you have spent any time in church, you will know that this verse, Romans 8, 28, is a very popular verse. It ranks up there with the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. It ranks up there with for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It ranks up there with thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is Romans 8 and 28. Romans 8 and 28 ranks high when you consider some of our most quoted Bible verses in Christendom. And rightfully so. Because Romans 8 and 28 is one of those verses that Holds you together when it seems like, like life is trying to pull you apart. Romans 8 and 28 is what you remind yourself when bad news catches you off guard. Romans 8 and 28. That's what you speak over yourself when you find out that your friends are fake. And your enemies are real. Romans 8 and 28 is what you tell yourself when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you realize that it's going to be a rough day. Romans 8 and 28 is what you quote when it seems like everything you're in your life is going from bad to worse. Romans 8 28. That's what you meditate on when you don't know when and you don't know how and you don't know where things are going to work out. It's Romans 8 and 28 that you declare when the election results come in and it seems like things aren't going your way. (laughs) You hold on and you remind yourself, we know that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Now, I have to let you know that this verse is not universally applicable to all people. This verse is written to a very specific, a unique and dare I even say a peculiar group of people. This verse is written to a group called we. And if Romans 8 and 28 is written for a particular group of people, the question we need to ask ourselves is how do we become a member of this special group? What is the criteria for membership? Well, Paul, he he answers this question at the end, really, of this verse. Paul says that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For them that love God. We are those that love God. When Paul wrote Romans 8 and 28, he was writing to the Jews. And the Jews knew that this was a direct reference to Deuteronomy 6, specifically verses 4 and 5, which say this. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one. Now, I have to stop right there just for a moment. Because Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 depicts God as unique. That God is one of a kind. That Yahweh is the true God. That he stands apart from all false gods. That he is the highest of the high. Uh, That there is no one that is like him. He is the only eternal God. He is the ancient of days. He is the living God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the King of Kings and he is the Lord of Lords. He is the Lamb of God, and he is the bread of life. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He is Emmanuel, God in us, and he is Emmanuel, God through us. He is all-sufficient. He is the Almighty. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is unchangeable. He is unshakable. Come on. He is the same today as he has been in eternity past. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he is always and always will be and always will be at all times worthy of praise. I wish somebody in here would give God a hand clap of praise for who he is. He is the
0: only God. He is the most high God. He is the high and the lofty one. He's the one that sits high and he looks low, they used to say. Come on. Uh, He is
1: God. And he is one. Verse 5 tells us that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. And with all your strength. Now, this is not a casual kind of love. This is not a I'll see you on Sunday and maybe on Wednesday night kind of love. Mm-hmm. When it comes to God, God, Paul is not talking about a, a random hookup. Yeah. This is not a, a friends with benefits type of relationship. This is not a seasonal kind of love he's talking about. No, he's talking about an all-consuming love of God. It's when you love God with all of your being, you just love him. It's a love for God that starts with God-oriented affections and God-oriented desires and God-oriented thoughts that that permeate our our speaking and it permeates our behavior and it influences the way we spend our time and it it influences how we spend our money even and it influences how we dress and it even influences how we drive. It influences uh, the forms of entertainment that we get involved with. uh, This kind of love, it, it influence us whether we're eating or jogging or whether we're singing or blogging whether we're texting or drawing love for Yahweh, love for God the one true God is to be seen in action and is supposed to be seen in your deeds you are to love God not in word only but also in your way It's a a love that's unreserved. It's a love that's all demanding at all times and, and all places and in all circumstances. Nothing in your life is excluded because love is not what you say. Honey, love is what you do. Come on, touch your neighbor and tell them love is what you do. Love is what you do. We have to know this and realize this because the world is filled with folk who say they love God, but don't have the love of Christ in their heart. The world is filled with folk who can talk religious and sound religious and look religious, but they don't have Jesus Christ in their heart. Anybody can say they believe in God. Anybody can call on God when they need something. Anybody can call on God when they need a bill paid. Anybody can call on God when they need them to touch their body. Uh, Anybody can can thank God when they get what they want. Anybody can act like they walk with God and that they need God uh, when they need God to deliver them out of some issue, out of some circumstance, out of some relationship. Anybody can get on stage and stand before people and receive uh, an award and say, I'd like to thank God who is the head of my life and
0: then twerk off stage left. But the devil is alive. Because Paul declares that it is not enough
1: to just simply say that you love God. You must also belong to God. Believing in God does not mean that you belong to God. I hate to tell you that. Uh, Because the Bible declares that devils believe in God and tremble. Demons go to church, in case you didn't know. (laughs) Paul says the criteria for being a member in the group called we, where all things work together for good, is to love God with all your being, to love God with all your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, with everything in you, to love God. Paul wants us to understand that you cannot simply go through the rituals and the routine of religion and think that that is enough to claim the promise of all things work together for good. Because you can't claim that you know without knowing Christ. So God doesn't say that everything will be good for everybody we got to stop telling people that. Paul says specifically all things work together for good for those who love God. Now, Paul, in this verse, he tells us, he says all things. He doesn't say some things. Paul doesn't say many things work together for good. Paul also didn't say that most things work together for good. He says all things. And what does all mean? Well, I want you to know in the Greek that all means all. (laughs) All means everything. In other words, everything that you have been through, everything that has happened to you, And everything that is happening in your life, even up to today, God is orchestrating it for good. Nothing in life is by coincidence. Nothing in life is by happenstance. Nothing in life is by chance. It's all within the sovereignty of God. That God can do what he wants to do. Whenever he wants to do it and however he wants to do it. I want you to know that God can do whatever he wants to do and he doesn't need the government to approve it. God can do whatever he wants to do and he does not need the president to approve it. God can do whatever he wants to do and he don't even need you to approve it. God is God all by himself. And he stands in a
0: place all alone. He is the high and the lofty one. He is the ruler of the universe. And he is God. And beside
1: him there is no other. So, am I saying that bad things are good for us? No, that's not what I'm saying. And that's not what the scripture says either. God, he's not saying that you should deny your pain. He's not saying pretend that nothing bad, nothing awful, nothing terrible is happening or nothing unpleasant is taking place in your life. Let's be real. Can we be real? Because I love that verse, Romans 8 and 28. But no matter how rose-colored your glasses are, there is nothing good about cancer. There's nothing good about sickness. There's nothing good about murder. There is nothing good about suicide. There's nothing good about mental illness. Poverty is not good. Earthquakes are not good. Hurricanes are not good. War is not good. The death of a child is not good. Death period is not good. All these things are bad. But the verse is not saying all things are good. Paul is saying all things work together for good to them that love God. The good, the bad, and the ugly work together for good if you love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. In all your strength. This is the sovereignty of God at work. He's able to turn the worst situations, the darkest of sins. He can turn it around and he'll turn it around and synergize it for good. And that is what the phrase work together means. It's really one word, synegeo. I heard some people in the hallway trying to say it. It's synergia. <laughs> say, it, say it with me, synegeo. It's synegeo in the Greek. It's one word. And that's where we get our English word, synergy. Synergy is the interaction of two or more agents or forces so that their combined effect is greater than the sum of their individual effects. I got that from the free online dictionary. <laughs> I had to put that in there so you won't think I'm making it up. Synergy Synergy is what happens when you put two or more elements together to form something brand new that neither could form separately. It's kind of like when you're baking a cake. The ingredients of a cake by themselves and in and of themselves are not very good. Flour by itself it's tasteless and it's dry eggs raw eggs by themselves come on that's gross that's just gross (laughs) oil by itself that's nauseating sugar and water by itself. Lord help you if you drink that. (laughs) By themselves, they're not good. But when you put all those ingredients together in the right proportion, in the right combinations, and then you put them in the oven, in the right time, you have a delicious, luscious, cake and like that cake God brings different things together in your life the good the bad and the ugly he brings them together for a common purpose and for a common goal they all work together that's called synergy and just so you know that this is scriptural, you could take a look at Ephesians, Ephesians 1, verse 2. It says, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. Work together. That's synergy. Galatians 5 verse 6. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. But faith which worketh by love. Faith and love work together. That's synergy. John 1, 17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth work together. That's synergy. Acts 14 and 3. Long time, therefore, abode they, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Signs and wonders work together. that synergy. So God in your life is synergizing all things together for good. He, he allows you to go through the tragedies heartbreaking scenarios, and the unpleasant things of life. He puts them all together. And so right here, right now, five years from now, ten years from now, all those things separately will not taste good. They won't even make sense. But that's okay. Because there will come a time when God's cake, in a sense, his program, his will will be realized. So don't judge a thing too fast. Don't judge what God is doing in your life too fast. Because He works all things ultimately for the good. And that's all Paul is telling us: is that if you love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, that all the evil and all the suffering and all the headache and all the heartaches, all the disappointments, the trauma and the drama, all the hurt and the pain will work together for good and it's important that we have we know this because we work our brains trying to figure out how something is going to work together for good we we get we we go we get where we can't sleep at night because we're wondering How something is going to work together for good. We get so uh, 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 in a place where we're depressed, we have anxiety because we're trying to figure out how something is going to work together for good. Well, this is what we got to know. We got to learn what good is. We we have to take just a moment and define good. We have to understand today that what's good to God and what we consider good is not often the same. (laughs) Truth is, most of the time, we don't know what's good for us. Oh, come on, somebody. And if we're honest, we don't know who's good for us. Come on. Many times, when you think that this person is good for you, God is saying, no, no, they're not, they're not good for you. No, boo, that person's not good for you. The person that you're trying to hook up with, the person you're trying to get on a date, go on a date with, the person you're trying to rub shoulders with, many times you think that they're good for you. Come on now. And God is saying, no, that ain't the one. No, no, that is not the one. That's not the man for you. That's that's not the woman for you. But see, we think that that's the person for us. Come on. How many times have we thought that this job was good for us? Come on. We think just because a door was opened up for a particular job, we think that it was good for us. And God saying, no, no, just because the door is open, that doesn't mean that that job is good for you. It's, oh, come on now. I-, I wish somebody would go with me here. Because we think we know. We think we know what's good. But the Bible tells us what's good. Psalms 34 and verse 8. This, this probably be the-, the shortest teaching I've ever done. Psalm 34, verse 8. It says this, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Now, this verse, for a minute, this verse kind of threw me because I, I asked myself, why would God say, taste and see that the Lord is good? And then say, blessed are you because you put your trust in him. And this is why. Because God, since God is good, God then is the standard of good. And if he is the standard of good, then everything that's good has to line up with him. Oh, my goodness. That's why he knows what's good for you, because he's good. Mm. That's why you don't know what is good for you. (laughs) You don't know what's good for you. And many, that's why many times we think something is good for us. Come on now. If we just be honest, how many times have you thought, you thought that this house was good for you and you got into it or these apartments were good for you and you got into it and wished to God you wouldn't. Have. Come on now. <laughs> I did that with a house one time. We were living on the, west, uh, the uh, northwest side of Indianapolis, got into a house. I thought it was good for me, and after I got into it, I realized that this was not good for me. And then we worked to get up out of the house. <laughs> Because we don't know what's good for us. And everything that's good, it has to be measured next to God because God is good. He's the only one that knows good because he is good. His DNA is good. Come on now. God is good from his head down to his toe. He is good through and through. And in God, there is no variance, the Bible says, nor shadow of. God is good. Therefore, he knows what's good for you. Can I just say this? Can I say this? I'm going to say this, and I'm taking this out of the book of Mr. Brown. (laughs) If you know who he is. I want to say that the good of God is gooder than our good. The good of God is gooder than our good. His good is so much better. When you love God, God works all things for his own good. And we, ha- we have to let that be known. Because that is this is one of the misquoted verses in the Bible. Because we tell people, that all things work together for your good Uh (laughs) uh-oh but it doesn't say that it works together for your good he said all things work together for good and if it works together for good then whose good is it talking about his good. talk see i'm about to free your mind today yeah, see, it's working together for his good. The reason why it works together for his good is because God is all-knowing. God knows what's good for you. He knows what's coming down the road. He knows everything that you've been through. And so God knows all things and he knows what is good. And so what God does, he works things according to his good and not your good. Because if he worked everything according to what you thought was good, oh my goodness, you'd be in world a world of mess. Oh my God, if he worked everything according to what you thought was good, you would be losing your mind right now. If he worked everything to according to
0: what you thought was good, you would be stressed out you would be depressed you'd be tore up from the floor but God works everything according to his good and when he works it according to his good then he turns around and blesses you (laughs) this is why he said they
1: that put their trust in him are blessed you're blessed Because you put your trust in him. What are you trusting? That he's working everything for my good. Why? Why do I know that he's working everything for my good? Because I've checked myself. And I know that I love the Lord. (laughs) And I love him with all my heart. and, And I love him with all my soul. And I love him with all my strength. And I love him with all my mind.
0: I love God. I love God down in my bones, down in my tendons. I love God down to my cells, I love him I love God from the top of my head down to the sole of my very feet I love God I love God through and through I can't go without him I can't do anything without him I love him. I said I love him I said I love him
1: I can't help but talk about him that's why some people don't want to get around me too long because I want to talk about him at the family reunion. And I want to talk about him when we have game night. And, uh, and I want to talk about him at work. And, and I want to talk
0: about how good he is. I love God. I love him. I love him with all my might, and I love him with all my soul, and I wake up thinking about God, and I go to bed thinking about God, and he's always on my mind, and he's always in my heart, I love God, I I don't care what God does, I just love him, I love him when he says yes, and and I love him when he says no, I love me some Jesus, everybody in here that loves God... Hey! I love him. 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 I love him when I can feel him, and I love him when I can't feel him. I love God. I love God. I love him when he's touching me. When he's touching me, I love it. And when he is not touching me, I'm still going to love him. I love God. I love God when he's blessing my life. And when I feel like there ain't no blessing nowhere to be found, I still love Jesus.
1: I love me some Jesus. I I love him. 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 He's my life. He's my strength. He's my everything. He's my all in all. Oh my God. Is there anybody in here that just love? Hey, I, I love him. I love him in the morning and I love him in the noonday and I sure enough love him in the midnight hour. I love him when everything's going well and I love him when I'm up all night crying. I love God. I love him. I love him. He's in everything that I say and everything
0: that I do. That's why I can't wear just anything and that's why I can't just go anywhere and that's why I can't just act any kind of way because I love God too much. I love him.
1: Love him. Ha. And because I love him, I know he's working all things for his good. <laughs> and because it's working for his good, ultimately, it's going to bless me. Yeah. Yeah, I may not like it right now, but. <laughs> Yeah, because I love God, it's going to bless me. I, I, I may like, be going through right now, but because I love God, uh, this thing's going to turn out all right. I, I, I may be feeling it right
0: now. And I might want to cry just because you said hello, but hey, I, I love God. And I know that he, he's working this thing for my good.
1: He's working it. He's working it for his own good because he's the one with the plan. He's the one that has all power. He's the one with all authority. And he works it for his good. So that I can be blessed. So you say, well, what do we do then? What do we do when we're going through the hard times? What do we do when we're going through the rough patches? When we're going through our difficult seasons? Well, This is what you do. You praise. (laughs) I want to read this poem. I want to read this poem. And and listen, you can stand to your feet because I'm done. (laughs) I read this from time to time because it blesses me and it reminds me that I'm supposed to praise him. It says, when clouds seem thick around you and troubles seem to drown you, praise the Lord. When you suffer grief or pain and you prayed in Jesus' name, you praise the Lord. When someone says things that offend, remember you are under the blood and then you praise the Lord. When it rains or when it shines, when folks are mean or when they're kind, you praise the Lord. When life goes into reverse and things seem to get worse and worse, you praise the Lord. When you feel so blue and you don't know what to do, you praise the Lord. Beloved, don't give way to tears, anxieties, and fears. Just praise the Lord. Look up in Jesus' face. He'll give you more grace as you praise the Lord. When it seems you cannot stand, just hold on to Jesus' hand and praise the Lord. Praise him all the while. And go ahead and do it with a smile and praise the Lord. Life will be sweet. If you kneel at Jesus' feet and praise the Lord, you will be so content with whatever he has sent if you praise the Lord. You will be happily surprised how far Satan flies when you praise the Lord. He won't hang around for he doesn't like the sound when you praise the Lord. It's an expression of love to our Lord above when we praise
0: the Lord. Can we get somebody in here to give God a praise come on if you love him praise him come on and bless God come on and give him a praise come on and give him some glory come on everything may not be going good right now but it's working for his good and it's gonna be a blessing for you if you go ahead and give God some praise come on we're gonna praise him in the midst of our trial, we're gonna praise them. In the midst of our struggles, we're gonna praise them. In the midst of our tribulation, we're gonna praise them. On the mountain, but we're gonna praise them. Even if we're down in the valley, we're gonna give God a praise. We're gonna give God a praise. Come on and lift your voice. Come on and clap your hands. Come on and stomp your feet. Give God a shout of praise come on come on we are the weak that have determined that our mind is made up our heart is fixed and our mind is made up that we're going to give God some praise anyhow what I'm going through it doesn't feel good but I'm going to praise Him what I'm going through keeps me up all night but I'm going to praise Him I've cried Till I can't cry no more, but I'm going to praise Him. Husband may be acting out, but I'm going to give God some praise. My wife might be showing out, but I'm going to give God some praise. I don't know what those kids are doing, but I'm about to give God some praise. Come on and give Him some praise. Hey.
1: Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center.